The night was black as hell. I'd know the shade of hell better than most. The woman who was about to drift through my office this dark evening would have lit me up like fireworks if I'd let her. Business as usual for me. Frank Ecto, Ghost Detective. She floated into the dingy room like she'd never heard of gravity. I'd say she had legs that never quit, but with her being a ghost and all, they had at some point. You get to be a ghost or you get to have legs. You don't get both. The hips atop her ectoplasmic phantasmal trail slid from side to side with all the grace of a ballerina, and the rest of her ethereal form kept pace. She softly moved through the smoky air with a shyness like she'd never seen a man before, let alone a ghost man. Her threads were a knockout. Low-cut dress, short sleeves, long gloves, a cloak draped over her shoulders, the hood sort of hiding her face. Her hair had been tied up in a loose knot, designed to look sloppy. Loose tufts covered one eye, partly concealing some bad scars. She'd carried herself like a Betty Boop by way of a librarian. I may be dead, but I ain't blind. This dame wanted to play me like a golden fiddle. I've been around the block enough times to avoid that sort of con, but I wasn't about to let her know that. I let my eyes wander up and down her cloud's silver lining, taking in enough of an eyeful that she'd think I'd been had. She spoke up. Mr. Ecto? Mr. Frank Ecto? I need your help. She's timid in the same way that crocodiles cry. I cough and turn away. I fumble with some of the papers on my desk. Stumble over a greeting. Gotta make it a good show. Then I turn on that gumshoe charm. I've been dead 70 years, but I'll never forget how to treat a snake when that snake's a gal. Come on in, doll. Pretend you got any use for this chair and tell me what the trouble is. She plays along, floating to a seated position above the chair on the other side of my desk. Old habits die hard. That's why I keep the chairs around. It makes the dead feel more at home. Also, some place for the demons to sit. Smoke? I flick open the box and offer it in her direction. No, I... I can't. I... I died in a fire. She follows her script perfect. Must think I'm an amateur. Like I can't tell from looking how a ghost got ghosted. I'd think she must be new in town if I didn't know any better. Shame. They still taste good. Except now they can't kill you. I withdraw the pack. They don't taste good. But she knows that. This thing about the fire was true. But she couldn't afford to quit the smokes. A night when she wasn't fake and naive, she'd need them for the look. And when you're dead, the look is all you've got. So what brings a gorgeous dame like you to a dump like mine on a night like this? I heard, Mr. Ecto, that you help folks. Dead folks. I was wondering if you'd help a gal like me. Ain't interested in what sort of gal you are. Tell me the case. I'll tell you if I'm taking it. Sure, sure. See, I'm a fresh ghost. Been dead but a few days. And I'm hoping you'll help me solve... My murder. The muffled whimper she squeaks out at the end is a nice touch. It's all an act, but I'm intrigued. 
How is she going to convince me that she'd been murdered just a few days ago? I don't know everyone in town, but I ain't green. I can tell a seasoned local from a recent crossing. All right, all right. I'll head down to the crime scene right away. Before you go, what do I call you? L- Lacey. My name is Lacey. Stifle in her tears, she tells me where to go. She gives me a description of her apartment. Then I head across to the world of the living. The address she gives sure looks recently burnt. I float on through the police tape to get a closer look. Never did like the arson cases, back when I was both alive and on the homicide beat. There's just something real sinister about that kind of destruction. Fire is wild, unpredictable. No knowing if you'll even kill the person you're after, let alone who will get caught in the wake. Everything checks out with how she described. Luckily, a lot of the place survived the fire. Aside from what must have been Lacey's bedroom. Yeesh. Hell of a way to go. From the looks of the rest of her place, Lacey was a busy lady, maybe a bit of a hoarder. Corkboard covered with open call flyers, more makeup than I'd ever seen in my life or my afterlife, a dust-covered jewelry collection... A struggling actress? That'd explain my suspicions of her, assuming that this is her apartment. The photos in the place seem to match, but then why the nagging feeling she'd been around town for so long? (sighs) Could be she just adjusted fast. Plenty of us do. There's something else about the apartment also. Two toothbrushes, two different sizes of shoes, a chore sharing list. Someone else lived here. A roommate, a lover, spouse... And where could this person be now? Another ghost? Living or not, I gotta find them. It could be my only lead. It'd be a big help if I could find out which flesh detective is assigned to the case. So I head to the local precinct and look around. It's uh, pretty easy to find out secrets when you're invisible and intangible. It looks like Detective Caitlin Rhodes is working the, uh, as they're calling it, Lacey Derrick's Homicide. So, they're not classifying it as an accidental death. See? Learn a lot just floating around. Detective Rhodes is sitting at a desk, going over her notes on the case. Mixed bag here. Lucky that she has the case out, unlucky that she's sitting at the desk. A ghost reading over your shoulder doesn't leave the warmest feeling in a person. The thing about hauntings and cold spots is spot on. I use it to my advantage. Enclosing her coffee mug in my ethereal grasp. It gets cold a lot faster than it would have. She sips, makes a face, takes the mug over to the kitchenette to heat it back up. Ah, you still got it, Ecto. The case notes tell me that Rhodes is closing in on a suspect. The fire was about a week and a half ago. Lacey died right away. The roommate, Lacey's fiancé, has been missing ever since. They think she took Lacey's car and headed upstate where Lacey's family has a cabin. Rhodes is ready to call in the state police. It seems like a pretty clear-cut case here. Why run if you're not guilty? I better go to this cabin and check things out. I take a shortcut through purgatory so I can beat the cops to the cabin. A car matching the description of Lacey's is out front and a light is on inside. I float through. The other woman from the pictures is here, the prime suspect. What kind of lover's quarrel could make a person commit such a brutal act of violence? A brawl would have been bad enough, but to burn a person sleeping in bed? What I find, though, does not seem like a murderer. I find a crying woman, 
laying on a couch with a vacant look in her eyes. There's a box of tissues, used ones scattered on the floor. She's watching a video on a handheld camera. It's her and Lacey at a park, laughing. This person looks as if her entire world has collapsed. She's no killer. She's just a scared girl. So who could have killed Lacey? And how can I find out before the police come and arrest this woman for a crime she clearly didn't commit? I'm short on time, so I head back to the underworld like a bat out of hell. Or, uh, like a bat back into hell? I don't think that's an expression. I want to get back to my office and go over the facts. The devil is in the details, I think, and that's when it hits me. The localized fire. The weird feeling I got from Lacey's ghost. The video camera. This wasn't a normal murder. This was demonic possession. I should explain a few things. First, the fire. Hellfire, while indistinguishable from normal flame in most ways, has a few key traits. One, it doesn't spread on its own. Two, it burns souls. The thing with the camera. So demons possess humans for pretty much one reason. Attention. If these ladies had been hobbyist home video producers, that's basically the best demon bait that there is, aside from some creepy clown toy collection. And as for the weird feeling I got from Lacey's ghost, it must have been the demon's hold over her spirit that made her seem like an old soul. Now I just have to find the demon and figure out what to do about Lacey's fiancé. A lot easier to say it than to do it. Lacey told me where I could find her if I needed her. But the place I found myself outside of now, well, it's uh, not the sort of place I'd expect to find a newcomer like Lacey. Poor girl. The demon that took her life must be using her ghost as bait. Happens all the time. Some demon decides to come after me, uses some poor soul as a lure. I go through the entrance to this demon's lair, stepping right into the trap like I'm supposed to. What I find in there... I never expected. There's a demon, all right, laughing. And next to him, Lacey. Laughing, drinking, they're celebrating. Frank, so you figured it out, did you? Lacey? What's going on? I don't think Frankie's so bright, Lace. Let's illuminate his world a bit. Oh, Frank, you poor fool. I wasn't murdered. I sacrificed myself willingly to bail. The power I'll have as a servant of Baal, well, you saw my apartment, Frank. My career was a dead end. My relationship with that tired hag was stale. I tried to sacrifice her and the apartment with me, but she caught an early train home from work, so I wasn't prepared. She walked in on me during the ritual preparation and ran off. Baal, a prince of hell, also known as Beelzebub, demon of gluttony. Lacey, sacrificing all her worldly possessions, everything she'd collected, even the love she'd taken, would have pleased Baal quite a bit. Why come to me, then? Why ask me to solve your murder if you were never murdered? Well, honestly, I was hoping you'd be stupid enough to think I'd been killed by my fiancé in some sort of bizarre case of arson, that you'd help the cops build a solid case against her in your goody-two-shoes way that you always do, Frank. Didn't want her raising suspicions about us, Baalites. Better to have her behind bars. Or locked up in the loony bin. But it's no matter. We'll simply have some cultists on the other side go take care of her. 
You want I should, uh, take care of this guy for you, Lace? Oh, don't bother. There's nothing Frank Ecto can do about it now. She turns to the demon. Let's go and visit with Bale. I'm getting a bit peckish. They walked past me and left. As they did, I suddenly found myself back outside. Place must be enhanced to prevent break-ins. Makes sense. I head back home, my head heavy with these revelations. Lacey, more of a snake than I'd suspected. And her fiancé? Facing who knows what back in the living world. I'll do my best to help her, but... Well, I'm a ghost. I can't collect evidence or testify in court. Maybe I'm getting too old for this game. Maybe it's time to hang up my hat. In any case, after all this, I need a stiff drink and a long nap.